Well, how's it going? Hey, Kevin Goatee here. You know what it is? Time for a brand spanking hot episode. That's right. We're back, and one of my favorite gutters is joining us yet again. Mike Price, Mr. Simpsons himself, returns to take on, get ready, stop me if you've heard this before, another film that is historically inaccurate and he just cannot stand. And that, of course, Rudy. That's right. Little Sean Astin want to tussle his hair and say, oh, you're such a cute scamp. He doesn't buy what Rudy's putting down. Well, guess what? I had to go grab Ron Barba. You remember him from a couple episodes as well. We're going to see if everyone who loved Rudy 30 years later. Talk to you in a minute. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And have a happy new year. Ron Barba, guest host. Ron, can you name that film? Uh, it's a, it's one that I don't like. It's it's the one with the little kid, the kid in it. I saw it last year for the first time. I'm like, this is what everybody loves. I hate it. Deep Throat? No. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Which one? Is, well, well, I don't even remember with the, with the kid that goes like this. Ah! I mean, it's that was also the, is that the, the Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark that face you're making? Oh, no, no, that, no that's a good movie. Don't, don't start. Don't cross those movies. Yeah. All right. Listen, you don't know the name of it. So, Mike Price, do you know what film that uh, is? I'm guessing Ron is trying to say it's from Home Alone. That's well, it. Home Alone. Such a no, bad. you are both wrong. Good. You are both wrong. It is Home Alone 2. Oh, God. And a Happy New Year. He added that part on uh, my. My daughter wanted to watch that, and God damn it, that film stinks on ice. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Ron Barbara, and my buddy Mike Price is back, everybody. Mike Price from The Simpsons, F is for Family. I'm not going to vomit out his resume, just IMDb the man. He's done a hell of a lot of funny things here. Mike is continuing down the path, the war path of historical inaccurate films. <laughs> This time he has chosen a sports film, Rudy, 1993 budget of 12 million bucks, a box office haul, only $22.8 million. Turn that into 2023 money, $25 million budget, $48.5 million box office haul. I thought this made considerably more than what it did. IMDb boys is a scale one through 10 with decimal points. We're going to go to you, Mike Price. What do you think IMDb has for Rudy? Boy. Well, it's such a beloved movie. I can't explain, understand why, but I mean, I get it has sentimentality value. Football fans, I'm going to say it's probably in the high sevens, like 7.9. Seven, nine. Ron Barba, power lunch extraordinaire partner. What do you have? I, the IMDb rating, I have no idea. It's whatever, five. Five. Wow. Very low and very I don't even low. Know, I don't even know what the range is. One out of ten. I said one through ten with decimal points. That's why. Five. five. It's average. It's not. Mike Price, you were close to seven and a half. Seven point oh, okay. five. Ron Barber, I'm going to go to you generous. first for the critics. Rotten Tomato score one through 100. What do you think the critics gave Rudy? I mean, probably out of one of a hundred, probably I don't know, seven seventy five. Seventy five. How about you, Mike Price? What do you have? Yeah, boy, you know, I'd say maybe a little lower, like seventy seven zero. Seventy seven, close 
No cigar, just what the Mets are going to do when they try and sign Yamamoto, but the Yankees are going to sign him first. Thank you. (laughs) Back to you, Mike Price. What did the audience score with Rudy? Uh, See, I would say the audience score is probably off the charts high. Like, I'm going to say like 87%. 87. Ron Barber wore in that sweet comic. I'll go under to 80. I'll say 80. 90. Yes. You got it. You got it. My gosh. No accounting for taste. Wow. (laughs) On the war path already. Well, we'll find out. (laughs) Quotes from this film. We only watch one team in this house. I use that quote often when people are like, oh, can we put on the the blah, blah, blah? I'm like, nope. We only watch one team in this house, kids. Unless, of course, it's NFL Red Zone because I'm betting on a lot of games. At once, a lot of games. <laughs> Mike Price, what about you, pal? Any quotes jump out quotes? at you? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, one, one. What a spaz! That's <laughs> the first thing. That's like the first word almost said in the movie. Uh, uh, that's one the first thing that came to mind. That and Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Oh. Ron Barba, Barba, Barba. What about you, buddy? Wearing that sweet ass comics watching comics shirt. I might add. I just too. watched it today. A quote from it. Yeah. There's nothing memorable that came to the only thing memorable that came to mind was when he was reading the uh, the the um, quote from the Gipper. And that's not and that's not that's not the it's not the movie quote. Yep, rock the beginning. No, we got to do this rock. We got we got. I just want to say this to you, rock. All right. Well, <laughs> let's do some five fun facts. Joe Montana. Famously went to Notre Dame, played his college career there in 1974 as a backup quarterback in 75 that features Rudy's single appearance in the field, but he's not a character in the film because all the players' names and characteristics are fabrications. The three-time Super Bowl MVP also opened up about the fictional Liberty, saying, quote, Rudy worked his butt off to get where he was, but not harder than anybody else. Mm-hmm. That was met with a, a, a tidal wave of just bleh. Well, he said some other things later that I'll bring up in my I know you will. Oh, oh, I know you will. The brother of their friend from college was at a hotel when he overheard a guy telling an epic tale about achieving his dream to play for Notre Dame. The guy turned out to be Rudiger, and after listening in, the eavesdropper told him he knew the filmmakers behind Hoosiers. Naturally, Rudiger jumped at the chance to have him tell his triumphant story. Mike, how many times have you ever been sitting in the Chateau Marmont, another some high swanky hotel in L.A.? Someone sees you walking and starts vomiting out their life story in hopes that you'll take notice. More times than I care to care to uh, say. That's scary. You know my show. You know uh, you should do a you should do a sitcom about a guy who uh, you know who works oh in a deli. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't David Letterman do that with Rupert G? That's true. He did. Number three, if you're thinking in the games that Rudy looked exactly like the football you watch every Saturday and Sunday in the 90s, it's because NFL films shot the scenes and football scenes. I thought that was fun. That's cool. Number four, Fortune, uh, the character played by Charles S. Dutton, was a composite of everyone Rudy encountered along the way who was encouraging, even though the encouragement came in the form of tough love. But this character never existed in real life. He's just a good old-fashioned Jiminy Cricket. Was he his friend? <laughs> He's Didn't the groundskeeper. Exist. No, yeah. I mean, it was like three different groundskeepers or something. Oh, okay. He is well off. We'll get to him, too. <laughs> the black guy. The black guy. Yes, there that's you. right. 
Yeah, rock. Right. Come on. You don't know. It's rock. rock. Right. right. And then I was saying, like, I was reading The Rock, and I'm like, wait, that guy had a show called The Rock. Well, there you That's go. Good. Rock Live. Don't forget that. Number five. However, in real life, the chant didn't start until after Rudy made the game-ending sack and was only in a small section of the crowd with was the chanting. <laughs> the whole thing Mike, just falls apart. Mike is sharp. The saws are sharpened with Mike. Up, oh, Right on over to <laughs> Ask a Gutter. We're going to go kick it off with So at So Wizard Podcast. How much of a giant meltdown would Patrick Mahomes have if he was the quarterback of this game and Rudy is clearly offsides making his big tackle? <laughs> he would have quite the meltdown. Rudy <laughs> would need like uh, Jake from State Farm to like help him uh, put himself back together again after that. Can someone do in a Chicago accent like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. All right. <laughs> Next. At Nemirovsky, it's no coincidence that Notre Dame hasn't won a championship since this egregious, lie-filled piece of shit came out. The only thing keeping their overhyped and under-delivering shithole relevant. What has been more overblown by the media in the last 30-ish years, the movie or Notre Dame football? <laughs> That's a good question. <clears throat> I'd say the movie. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. Lou Holtz was, he was awesome and, and was it Rocket Ishmael? But yeah. So what? There's, yeah, that's the last there's a, there's a, there's a, 1988, Tony Rice, kids. There's a billion better teams than freaking Notre Dame. Well, so not, not in the 60s and 70s. Oh, is that right? No, they were, they were, they were, the, they were it earlier than that. They were a pretty big deal back then. Yeah. yeah. Can't nice. wait to see Mike Price destroy this film like an SE team playing Notre Dame in a playoff game. <laughs> got a lot of bias here all right not a lot of domer <laughs> fans out here at taco shirt krillin i know nothing about this movie at all so what's your favorite color <laughs> <laughs> that's blue i knew it i knew you were gonna say it uh, of course at lord snurts has his predictions i will not read them to not influence my fellow panelists and co-hosts his question, would Frank Murphy give a shit if Kevin or Bill played 30 seconds of college hockey? Would he show up to the game with tears in his eyes like Rudy's dad? I think he'd show up to the game, but then be pissed off that he had to wait all game for 30 seconds of his lousy, stupid disappointment of a kid getting in there. Embarrassment. I mean, it's still, <laughs> still important. Look at you. Wow, you guys are savage. I, I said I would have been embarrassed if, like, that's what I'm like, I'm not going. In. No, no, no. Don't put me in. It's so obvious you're pandering. No, I'm not doing this. It was an embarrassment, really, in the end. It's really sad. Oh, Ron, you know, you, that's why I don't have kids. I wanted, and, and I I was, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how the show goes, but I was, in the middle, I was rooting for him. I was All right. really. Okay, scared. save it, God damn it. Sorry, right. I didn't know when, when you started in. I mean. It's, I clue Mike in. You've heard, you've been on the show. Yeah, yeah, normally you guys talk, and I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> At Joe Loves Cam, if John Favreau haven't met hadn't met Vince Vaughn while filming Rudy, what up and coming actor could have played Trent in Swingers? Ooh. Wow, that's a good question. I think who else was coming out around then? Uh, Jay Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him having a receding hairline? Buddy, you're so even. Your money is don't even know it. 
<laughs> That's a Jay Moore with Phil Helmuth in there, Ron Barba. Buddy, give no concept. Joe Doherty also says, sorry, I can't have a really specific question because I hate the movie so much. I'm shocked. I really would have thought that there would have been a bigger outrage except for Richie Gavagnon, Ron, on Facebook said, I don't know, Mike, and I hate him already. That's the only person who showed any kind of vocalization for Rudy. I really thought there'd be a, a big outcry. So... Hey, remember, everybody, no one listens to the end of podcast. Let's talk now what you're up to. Mike Price, The Simpsons in season 40? 30. 30. We are 30, season 35. Five. The God, Simpsons I jumped is on TV years. right now. And we are writing season 36 as I speak. Wow. Yes, Anything else yep. in, the, uh, in the hopper you want to talk about? No, that's about it. That's about it. But, uh, very exciting and uh, very happy with how we're doing. And yeah, got some great shows coming up this year. Excellent. I love you being so coy. <laughs> Ron Barbo, that comics watching comics show on Amazon Prime. Boy, wasn't that a real hoot nanny that yours truly had on for eight seasons on Amazon Prime? Boy, that was those are the about one of the episodes. It was fantastic. Thank you. What are you up to, pal? I know you got some. I've got two movies on Amazon. One is called Bobby Mortal. The other one's called God's Will. You go to Amazon, you got to pay less than I had to pay for the friggin' Rudy movie. And (laughs) he's better than that movie. But but yes, I have those two on, and I'm going to be shooting a pilot for a movie that I wrote called I Killed Last Night about a serial killing comedian killing all the comedians. Pardon me, but if you shoot a pilot, don't don't they lock you up and throw away the key? Hey oh did you have a rim shot for the show? That's a that's that's a direct caddy shot for Bob. Prime Minister, but if they show the gophers, they throw away the key. Gophers, you idiot. Gophers. All right. You can check out gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. That'd be great if you did. And say hi there as well. We love that. When you also leave us those five-star ratings, two or three sentence reviews. Lastly, Thank all of you. Thank you all for giving us an hour and change of your time every week. I truly enjoy doing this. That's why we've done over 200 episodes. And this is the best movie review, movie debate podcast out there for many reasons. And again, thank you so much for being a part of it. Ron Barrow, let's get Mike Price doing when he's just champing. That's right. Champing at the bit, not chomping. All right. Know your origins. Champing at the bit to do what he's come to do. (laughs) And that, of course, is gut the sacred cow well where do i begin like you said earlier kevin i'm on a bent on this show uh except for the one i just did before this which was the dead poet society but although uh, movies that pretend to be based on a true story or partially based on a true story but are completely and utterly full of shit so uh (laughs) I previous in the previous incarnations of the show, I tackled the Academy Award winning uh, Argo, terrible, uh, and also the similarly revered and whatever controversial Oliver Stone JFK. Uh, this movie, while not as egregious as, as JFK in that it you know it it purports to solve one of the great murder mysteries of all time, is almost right up there. I say because. It's so full of shit. This movie is so full of shit. If you, if you, if a, a, a glance at Wikipedia, all right, granted, when this movie came out 30 years ago, there was no Wikipedia. So it was not easy to sort of fact check what really happened. But a glance at Wikipedia shows that 
almost the only thing that happened in this movie that happened that happened in real life basically was there was a guy named Daniel Rudiger that they all called Rudy. And the weird thing is that even his father calls him Rudy, even though his name is Rudy. <laughs> so I don't know, like if he was called Rudy in his own family. Like, is this so like weird. is this like Daryl, like, Daryl, and Daryl in the Bob Newhart show? I know that would be like if my dad called me Pricey, whatever his name was, Price. Like it's so bizarre. Anyway, um, and that he grew up loving Notre Dame football, which I get. My dad loved Notre Dame football. I wasn't from an Irish Catholic family, so it's very true. The one thing they say in the movie is that to the Irish Catholics, uh, especially even like blue collar Irish Catholics, like Notre Dame is this kind of thing, like. Like my dad grew up in New Jersey. He never he he. We went to a game at that Notre Dame like 27 years ago. His first time ever there. Um, but he grew up like just loving Notre Dame. I watched Notre Dame football. He loved Air Parsegian. Um, but so that's true. But the one thing that isn't even true is that Rudy is not Irish. And Ned Beatty playing his father has this big thing about you know us Irishmen back in the old country we were looked down upon. Blah blah blah. He's German. He is German. He's not Irish. So that's right from the beginning. It's full of shit, right? So then he's like, then then Sean Astin, very nice guy, very appealing guy. He looks like such, like, he looks like he almost, and I read read someone saying this in one of the reviews I read. He looks like he has a mental defect because he loves Notre Dame so much. It's like a little bit like Ralph Wiggum on The Simpsons. Like, (laughs) I love Notre Dame. I want to be a Notre Dame player. And it's like, yeah, what else is in your character? Like his character is just that he loves Notre Dame. And he and right behind you, Kevin, is that picture of him in that jacket that he literally wears that jacket throughout the entire film. Like, I don't know if he owns a shirt. Like all he does is he wears that Irish jacket that his friend got him. Anyway, he's like a he's uh, like a he's like a four year old who gets a pair of dinosaur pajamas and yeah. doesn't take them off until the following February. Exactly. But he's like this four year old wearing footy pajamas at the age of 26. So <laughs> he's dying to go to Notre Dame. He's dying to play football, even though he's a little guy. Uh, anyway, he the, the stuff that is true is that he, he did go to eventually go to like junior college nearby and he transferred into Notre Dame. He did get to be a walk on. He was a, on the practice team, blah, 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 you know, and whatever. He liked to play tackle, whatever. He's dying to get on the field. The whole, the crux of the movie, the end of the movie that everyone remembers, none of it happened the way it happens in the movie. Like in the movie, all the guys say, hey, coach. First of all, the coach is now play, is played by uh, Dan Devine, the coach Dan Devine, who replaced Eric Parsegan. He's portrayed as like a total asshole who like hates Rudy. And the, and the, and the other guys go, hey, coach, you should let Rudy suit up for the last game. Impossible. Ridiculous. I'll never do that. No way. In reality, it was his idea. Yeah, it was his idea. He said, "Rudy, you should play." So, and I think they said that he said, "Like it'll make a better movie if I, if I'm not in favor of it." They went, they went really running with it and turned the guy, turned Dan Devine to like the ultimate, like what mustache twirling football coach villain. <laughs> so then, then he's going to tie Rudy up the train tracks at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Rudy, you might as well just be dead. Whatever, you know. But he like he was his idea. And and then they all did this thing where they all like put their put their shirts on on the coach's desk. You know, if, if Rudy can't play, then I'm not playing. None of that happened. None of it happened. Then Rudy's there, suited up. His parents are there. Okay, great. Um, this whole thing, he did make a tackle. And right, and this, like you're saying earlier, Kevin, 
uh, like this whole chant of Rudy, 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 Rudy. It didn't happen that way. It didn't for nobody forced Dan Devine to put him in. He put him in. He made the tackle. Great. They said the Joe Montana in this interview that he gave about 10 or 12 years ago basically said that uh, a couple of guys did carry him off, right? But he goes, they were the biggest pranksters on the team. Like it was all done as like a big joke. Like, ah, let's carry Rudy off the field. The little shitbird. He finally got in. Ha ha ha. You know, I'm Joe Montana. I'm gonna go to the NFL, but this little this little dork, let's act like he was a big deal. That's what really happened. That's what really happened. So it's all false, it's all fake. This guy, Rudy, I mean, God bless him. He turned it into an entire life. He turned he turned that thing into a whole life where now he goes around, he has like his motivational seminars. He wrote books about it. He got this movie made. God bless him. I mean, he certainly has a lot of drive and a lot of passion to promote himself, <laughs> which is what he did. Um, you know, but I would say this too, that if you think about it, like when you want, when you want to see the movie, right? When you see the movie, you didn't go to the movie seeing like, oh, gee, I hope this guy gets in at the end. Like, you know he's going to get in at the end. So the whole two-hour movie is just, it's a foregone conclusion he's going to get in. So there's no suspense. You know he's going to get in there. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a movie. So it's like, it's just, how does he get in there? He comes off to me as such like a child. And like, it's so crazy that he's such like a, he's such a child, you know? And it's like, they're all, why do they all get behind him? I guess he's a nice guy, but that's fine. But like, I don't know. It, that, none of it adds up to me. Um, and then on top of it all, his father is played by Ned Beatty, one of the great actors of all time. Yes, that really, Oh, that he's so good. Network, Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. I'd say that Ned Beatty got a worse deal in this movie. Than yes. His character in Deliverance. Yes. And he got a worse, a worse deal here. Yeah. Because at least in Deliverance, he was playing like a real person. This guy oh, is like, sell out. oh, come on. We only watch Notre Dame football. Oh. This house. I love Notre Dame so much. <laughs> Dad, I want to go to Notre Dame. No son of mine's gonna go to Notre Dame. Whatever he's such. <laughs> and the idea is like he's from Joliet, Illinois, which is like I don't know, like an hour and a half away from South Bend, Indiana. It's not that far away, right? So, but they act like when when Rudy goes away, like he never talks, he never calls his father, like he shows up at Christmas time. Hey, what you been up to, son? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm playing football for Notre Dame now, Dad. No, you're not. Whatever. It's so crazy. It's so terrible. It's so bad. He has this his one brother is a real dick to him, you know, is a terrible guy. And then and then Vince Vaughn, who's a, a a great actor, a really interesting guy. That's his movie movie debut. I may have missed part of it because I wasn't I was starting to starting to fall asleep a little bit. But Vince Vaughn goes from the guy who hates him, who likes to say, Hey, fuck you, Rudy, get to blah, blah, blah. like two minutes later, he's like, Coach, we gotta get Rudy in the game. Like, I don't I know I missed the scene where suddenly Vince Vaughn became a good guy. I don't know what happened. Maybe that maybe that scene didn't make it to the it got edited out or something. Um and Favreau, he's fine too, but it's like it's all crazy in this girl. And like, and then part of the deal is that Rudy is gonna help John Favreau get dates. So he's like hitting up all these women on behalf of John Favreau. It's so creepy. Like, if I saw the real Rudy, if I saw a guy acting like that, I would literally like stay stare clear of this guy and like call. Call like the college, you know, psychiatry, psychiatric <laughs> center or something. This guy needs help. And the last thing I'll say is that it, it it purports to be inspirational, sure, which it is, but it worked out for him. And I I, I, don't, I would be the last person to say like you shouldn't have dreams. 
But like, I wonder how many people are out there who watch that movie and go like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And like, it didn't work out for them. And they're probably like, they got their lives were ruined because they didn't get to be Rudy, you know? So I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's completely false. It's completely fake. Um, this whole thing about this cult of Notre Dame. I mean, I, I, I was, I remember my dad, I remember calling my dad on New Year's Eve of one year in the seventies when Notre Dame played in the Cotton Bowl. And I think, you know, they, I remember calling the New Year's Eve party and get my dad on the phone, put, put Bill Price on the phone. Yeah. Dad, they won. Notre Dame won. So I was really into them as much as he was. But it's also insane that they're all just like this giant. It's like a cult movie. It's literally it's like a cult movie, and it's so strange. And they they make some they make some uh, reference to it that it's expensive to go to Notre Dame, and not everybody can go there. But it's like it literally is like you could make this about like uh, Scientology, or you could make this about right. other cult. It's like I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be an A level Scientologist. Never. Yeah, Rudy, get in there, you know, and he gets to he gets to hang out with Tom Cruise for one minute or something. Yeah, you know, but like it's they so make you, weird. They, they make you like a Satan four if you climb to the top of Touchdown Jesus. That's where the knighting ceremony is. <laughs> exactly. Like you really have in order for the movie to work, you have to buy in that playing one single down at the end of something, you know, for oh. means anything. Uh, and I'll say this: this has been a, a a bugaboo of mine for a long time. Ever since I saw this movie all those years ago. And I sent you I sent you a clip of this earlier today, Kevin. But mm -hmm. on The Simpsons, we did an episode that I wrote yep. about 12 years ago where um, it was an episode where the, the, the plot mechanics involved that, like, Mr. Burns replaced all the employees except Homer at the nuclear power plant with robots. Mm -hmm. And so Homer was playing baseball with these robots, and Barton Milhouse walked up, and Milhouse said, can I play too? And the robot scanned his body and said, like, he is inferior. <laughs> you are not yeah. allowed to play. Yep. And, and Milhouse said... But I have a lot of heart and drive, just like Rudy. And the robot said, Rudy was only used to play one game, one play in a meaningless game. We will inform you when this game becomes meaningless, which is like, that's exactly what it is. Like, I don't know. I mean, how many guys set out to be Rudy and like, and just maybe didn't make it? I got an answer. I have an answer for you, Mike. Ready? Since you're a baseball nerd, too. Yeah. He's, he's Eddie Goodell from the St. Paul Saints. Right. Eddie Goodell. He did, did go down. You know, I mean, Eddie Goodell did go down in history. So, what was what did I do? He was a yeah, he was a little fella who's who the owner owner was it Bill Veek, right? Am I right? Yeah, yes, Bill Veck, yeah, Bill Veck. That's I, I always do that, Bill Veck. And I watched yeah. that thing on Netflix too a few months ago. Bill Veck is the owner of the St. Paul Saints. He was known for a bunch of like grandstanding events just to drum up attendance. And he told this little guy, like, go in there and if you swing the bat, you're fired, or something like, or maybe like I'll kill you because he was so yeah. short that he was going to get a walk no matter what. So all he said, don't swing the bat at all or I'll kill you or something, whatever it yeah. was. And so of he, course he, he walked. He made, he made a single appearance and like befitting of a, of a different time, you know, <laughs> like his number was like one half or something. Yeah. His uniform number was one half yep. and he stood there. He was like two feet tall or whatever. And he had no strike zone. So we worked out a walk. And then after that, they banned him or, did they did they just ban that particular guy or said like you have to have a be certain height? Oh, I have no idea. I know the reboot version was yeah. done with Ray Ordonez. <laughs> More baseball nerd talk. Yeah. So anyway, Mike, yeah, that's ahead, my Mike. take. That's okay. my take. It's sappy. It's not real. None of it really happened, and so it gives a lot of people false hope. <laughs> and and uh, 
you know, it, that being said, it's really well made. It's well acted. Sean Aston gives it an excellent performance as this clearly mind damaged Ralph Wiggum type guy. Um, and it's really well made and real shot. And you, even as you're watching it, like you're saying, Ron, like you, you kind of want to root for him. But then if you think about it for like one second, it just yeah. all falls apart. That's that was my issue. Is I, you know, I, same thing. Like, wait, 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 Ron, Ron, hold on one second. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Mike, Mike, give your score one to 10. Oh, uh, five and a half. Five. Wow. Okay. Not as hated as I thought it was going to be coming from you. All right. Five and a half. Ron Barber. Let's hear your take, kind sir. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I totally agree with pretty much everything Mike said, especially the part about the danger in dreams. Because <laughs> being, an actor, being an actor myself and and working as hard as I have and not having made it at all. I mean, and I'm not trying to, oh, I got out of that movie. I, You see, I did it. No, that's not. That's not. It's about making it. And making it in that game is playing in the big game and actually, you know, contributing in the, in the key moment and doing that throughout. This guy, he's the antithesis of anything, oh, something that's working. There's a reason why it works. This guy's not the reason why this thing works. He was like an offshoot that actually got in the way of this thing that was moving forward. And and the, you see that in society, too. It's called affirmative action. It's called people that shouldn't be there because their talent isn't to what everyone else's talent is, but they're there because they're getting like a gift, and that's making the whole come down. So that's a bigger... Ron, it's like, it's like he walked on as, as a wide receiver one. Like, he was on the goddamn practice squad. Right, who, right. But who, got, who, who got beaten up way. every day. Well, and that and that was good. They said that was the one thing they kept mentioning. In the, that was like, "Hey, listen, we're the we're the guys. It doesn't matter if we get hurt." Right. And I get that. I get that. But still, even to to make a movie about a guy that goes in there, he reminds me of these videos you see on TikTok where they let the retarded kid play in the last. They give him the ball and they all usher him down the field. And did you ever see the one where he gets someone hit, hit him? Did you ever no. see the one where they actually? No. There's one where they actually some guy actually tackled him. I was like, there's reality right there. Oh, like, wait, 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 wait. That is with Mark Sanchez doing the butt fumble. I saw that. <laughs> but other, all right, so so that that but the, the beginning part, like you know it's a sap, it's more like a Hallmark movie. Right. It's like real sappy. Everything is way too staged. The dialogue is way too staged, and all of a sudden he talks and all of a sudden it doesn't it doesn't flow, but it gets the story, it gets the story, it moves it along. I get it which is fine. It's got this incessant violin music that is just sappy that I actually recorded it. I was you didn't like, like the, the Jerry Goldsmith score as one of the most touted, one of the most touted things yeah, about this. Too much, too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like coming up. This is when he, when he finally gets the letter halfway through that he got in. Da, 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 da. <laughs> hey everyone, let's talk about something everyone needs to get better on, especially me, and that's organization. Smart labels. You buy their QR codes on Amazon. You take one of those labels, slap it on a storage bin, and then scan it with the app. So then all you have to do is catalog what you're putting into that bin. So it's letting your future self know down the road all you have to do, search in the app when you want one thing and it's going to tell you exactly where it is. No more rummaging through all these cardboard boxes and ripping stuff apart and where is it in my closet or storage units, none of that nonsense. All you do, slap a sticker on the box, Smart Label app's gonna tell you what you documented is going in there and then pow, no more searching around. It is a big help 
for organization skills. Organizing magic. That's what this is. Get your Smart Labels QR code stickers today on Amazon. That's Smart Labels. Check them out. Get organized. All right. <laughs> Way too much of that. Uh, chasing a, what is it? Chasing a stupid dream causes you and everyone around you heartache. So everybody's <laughs> hating on you know. First off, that's the other thing. It's like when someone wants to do something and believes in it. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I, I do think it's beautiful. Like you said, chasing your dreams. But these people are just awful. Like you suck. You're stupid. And it's just like what? Who is family? Like are they really that nasty? Like they're nasty people. <laughs> And even the girl was like really bad. And she's like, sorry, she, he, he does something where he's drunk and he tells her that he's not part of the school. And then she's like, oh, you're not in school. You can't be in the boosters. And then, and then, and then he's kicked out of whatever he was doing there. And then he sees her later and he's like, hi, nice to her. I'm like, I would be like, cunt. Like, cause, cause, she, right. cause she cut him off. Yeah. Right. Cause she cut him out of the thing. And said he's like, hi, yeah. there's so many inconsistencies. She banned him from interning painting helmets. What a real <laughs> bitch. What a bitch. And then the blonde bitch, the blonde who set up the other guy set up Favreau with a three. Remember, she's like, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my friend. And then the friend ends up with Favreau. She ends up like Rudy. She's like, she, you know, who's going to believe that that happened? Oh, they, were, they were both kind of ugly people. They were both threes. But anyway, it's <laughs> well. And, and she's she like, would, an she, she looks like Fawn Leibowitz's roommate I mean, in Animal but House. But they just they glaze over that like it's an okay thing. Like it's funny. Isn't it funny what bitches women are? You know, isn't it hilarious? Anyway, oh, that's uh, I do I do laugh when that one but like one and uh, you are so cute. Here's my friend. You're like, oh, right? yeah. everyone has the same reaction. Like when they saw uh, 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 Kent Dorfman's picture on the slideshow in Animal House, where they throw throwing beers, ah, and they start throwing beers to the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, his dreams are crystallized when he loses his friend in the factory. So it's like right. chase your dreams. You never know when you get blown up in a factory fire. It's like <laughs> that's the one time if you're going to do it. It's that your yeah. best friend that was encouraging you dies right there. All right, then you got a mission. But everybody else, <laughs> no, you have no chance. And like you yeah. said, I didn't even know he had a future like that. So in life, it's awesome to have great effort. But there's got to be a there has to be a touch of reality. I, I believe. Yeah. No, in in pursuing something that, that that will work. Although this guy's like, who knows? He, he made a movie at it, so maybe yeah. it did work. Maybe, it, maybe it I should take a lesson from him. <laughs> yeah, Ron, stop trying to act in your fifties. You're pathetic. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, that's what I started feeling that. I started feeling like, oh God, this guy. I made all the mistakes this guy made. And then, <laughs> I'm teasing. What's it? No, no, that's I'm, I'm not. teasing you. No, but I'm not. It's it's a truth. It's a reality. It's like holy shit. Like, yeah, this was stupid. If you don't hit it on your dreams, you end up, yeah. you know. Here I am on a podcast trying yeah. to pitch a movie game show. <sighs> I will sound. say, too, Ron just mentioned the the dad and the, the mill and all that stuff. Like, they're all treated like shit. They treat him like absolute dog shit, right? And then, and then he goes and he goes, Dad. I got into Notre Dame. Suddenly, the dad is happy with him now. Yeah, hey, everybody, my son's going to Notre Dame. Like he didn't love him until then. He like treated him like absolute shit. It reminds right. me a little bit of like if we ever do gutting the sacred cow of TV shows, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Well, Rudolph Herbie the, the Elf Reindeer is absolutely treated like an absolute yep. pile of shit yeah. by everybody until he's useful. Until he has a red nose that can help Santa Claus. Then Santa Claus is out there. Hey, you're great. I love you all along. Like. The father should love him anyway. There you go. 
And that's, that's what they a, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. That's that small town. Like you'll never be anybody. This whole town's full of a bunch of nobodies. You live and you die in this town and that's it. You work at the mill, you do this for 50 years and you get a cheap gold watch and that's it. Like that's of course. Yeah, yeah. And if you try and be better than us, well, the hell with you like that. I, I understand that was the path they're trying to set as a kind of like a, a antithesis of a character. Like, you know, they have to have some kind of opposition. They can't make it a fluff piece from here to you know, beginning to end. Right. So I get that, but it was fine. over at top of the dad. The opposition is fine, but you don't pay right. it off by being nice to those assholes. No, no. Now you've ruined it because you're you're saying, oh, it's okay that you were an asshole to me and destroyed my dreams. I was like, right. fuck you. Right. I did make it. They didn't do that. If they did that angle, all right. They, yeah. you, all of you, I did make it. That would have been all right, cool, good on you. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. After you that would have been it. The great ending would have been Rudy being carried off on their shoulders while he's giving everybody the yes, 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 there it is, Mike. That's it. hundred right there. That would have been a great ending. And plus, again, I, I, I'm not gonna. I have there's a. I have ten more things. Vince Vaughn stole my role. That was Swingers. That was me. But but uh, <laughs> way back bad. when, that's what I, I used to be known as the the ugly Vince Vaughn when they bring me up on stage. And the ugly Vince Vaughn, Ron Barber. But now there's a million things. But the main thing was that I was actually. I already kind of knew what the film was about. I just watched it today. And I, in the middle, I'm like, you know what? This is likable. This is one of these bad movies that you don't care because you're just like, I just like it. And at the end, everything what Mike said about the ending, just, it made it was like, ah, oh, what a just a deflation of the ending there. Because I wanted to be like, yeah, he did it. I'm like, oh, he did it that way? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah. Ron, give me a one to ten. Definitely not recommend it. And I'll say it's a, you know, five, four, five. Give me a number. Which one? Four or five? Or five. Um, five, five, five. Five it is. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com where you get some sweet-ass merch, a hat, mug, a bag, condom and the Spencer, comics watching comics. Oh, let's see. What, what, a, what, a, what a run. What a run. Gutting the Sacred Cow on all social platforms. Of course, find us on YouTube. It doesn't hurt just to click like, even though you heard this or seen this clip. Listen, it helps with the algorithm. All right. They're trying to trying to make a few shekels here. Notes. This is the first time, fellas, and probably the last time that I watched a film for this podcast on VHS. I own this film on Whoa. VHS. Yes, I have a DVD VHS player I still use once in a, in a moon. And well, here we go. Why is Rudy the only one wearing a helmet playing backyard football? <laughs> That's was how serious he is. Was his classroom on wheels? Is that what happened with him? <laughs> Sean asked, not looking a day under 28 years old as a high school senior. Did you also notice that? My God. <laughs> is this the Breakfast Club Part 2? He could have made it. He could play the role of Bender. No problem. <laughs> None of those high school seniors were able to knock the coach on his ass to get their last shot in. What a bunch of pussies this team is. I mean, what were they, 0-15? Can't knock the coach over in the last shot? Silly. Two things about the high school priest who told Rudy he can't get to college. Number one, you don't need good grades to get into Joliet Community College. You don't even need half a brain. Just ask the writers on Fox's Corpopolis, right, Mike Price? Nothing like a little in-network rivalry, right? <laughs> and second of all, without that built-up tension, I was waiting for that priest to grab Rudy and kiss him firmly on his luscious lips. <laughs> 
The saying in Caddyshack, Ron Barber, the world needs ditch diggers too, can also be applied to working in a steel mill. Good work for all those people who do it. I just think it's a life with no variety or excitement for me. As we talked about before, the born in this town, live in this town, die in this town mentality is something, well, I just don't understand. All right, let me get this straight, boys. His friend gets blown off a balcony, does a one and a half somersault off the railing, and obviously does not stick the landing. This is the catalyst for Rudy to go and play football. Oh, by the way, Lily Taylor, I'm sorry. I don't care that we went house hunting together anymore. My buddy dying is a sign from above that this is dead end job and marrying you is not in my cards. That I loved. <laughs> that part I loved. He's trying to pull, like women do, they pull you away from your dreams so they can follow their dreams. She was sweet. She you was not manipulative. And you breaking your back for them. Sorry, keep going. And then she's like, eh, I'm going to leave you for your brother now. I'll get to that in a second. That was great. That was, I was great. I will, I'll, I'll, Mike, that I'm, I'm shocked you didn't get to that one, Mike, but I'll, I'll gladly pick up the loose ball. Rudy showing up at 5 a.m. or whatever to the Notre Dame campus thinking he'll march right in and talk to someone in the missions. Hey, why not go up to the security guard and say, since I'm here now, I'll just take your car, your house, and your wife while I'm at it. holy shit the priest the main priest is the bartender slash lodge owner in the great outdoors the timely timeless classic with dan Aykroyd and john candy oh i didn't see that i didn't know that you ever saw great outdoors it's anything john candy it's yeah it it's listen it's not good but it's just 80s cheese and i'm here for it yeah um, I obviously, guys, I got it wrong when I went to college. Uh, I graduated in four years a degree in film and TV. I should have went to a local county college in the Boston area, made good enough grades, worn my finest of track suits, and then marched into the <laughs> – I don't own a track suit. That's a joke. I'm not, I, I'm not Italian or Irish. And then marched into the admissions office and said, I'm here. Let's learn. <laughs> Just like Rudy did. Is that how it works? Is show up after going to county college? John Favreau looking like he ate every single Iron Man suit from every single Marvel movie. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess Ozempic wasn't out then for John Favreau back in 93. All right. Hey, where is Rudy sleeping until the groundskeeper lets him crash in the lounge? I'm looking yeah. for a room. I'm looking for a room. He's not the guy yeah. to go to bars and pick up chicks and just one night stand them and crash at their place. I'm pretty sure about that. But you're just like, what is he sleeping? He, what, benches, whatever. I need to know these things. I need to know these things. <laughs> Rudy is the annoying asshole at a bar who keeps spouting off sports statistics until someone engages him in conversation. Not me, pal. Not me. <laughs> When Rudy said Mary Mary at the bar, I reflexively finished the Andrew Dice Clay nursery rhyme. Me too. See? I know I wasn't the only one. And then my wife came in the room and gave me a curious look, and then I punctuated with the oh. <laughs> Makes perfect sense you don't see any black people at that Irish bar when you see him playing that horse horse shit fiddle music. I'd stay far away too. Ugh, awful, awful music. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if a psychologist saw Rudy running around yelling out coaches' speeches in a near in a nearly empty locker room or running patterns around a bunch of groundskeepers, he'd be immediately diagnosed with autism. <laughs> what 
why was it a big reveal that Lily Taylor left him for and then started dating Rudy's brother? He dude flat out left her for a semester and we're supposed to feel bad for him. Then it gets all yeah. pouty pants and fucking leaves Christmas. Listen, he didn't go off to war and she cheated on him by banging a door to door yeah, salesman. Folks, he's work. not a hero. He's not a hero. <laughs> Charles S. Dutton is great in this role. I love him reminding Rudy consistently that, hey, you're not a failure. You're going to get out of here with a degree. Just because you're not playing or getting in the Heisman doesn't mean you stink in life. All right, let me also get this straight, fellas. Rudy does two Oklahoma drills. So that's, fellas, where you guys square off one and one. One guy runs the other one, and if he gets past the other guy, he wins. And if the other guy takes him down before he gets to the line, he loses. He gets run over in the first Oklahoma drill, and then he stops the second guy in the second drill, and then that's enough to make the practice squad at Notre Dame, huh? Okay, low bar. 54 minutes, and we finally, finally get our first black guy in a movie that deals with football players. Let's just pause and think about that for a second. <laughs> I had to Google this, but I said, well, Notre Dame, not a, I don't know, how 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 forgiving are they? Their first black player, 1953. So it's not like we were dealing with the 60s and 70s Celtics here, folks. There was, uh, there was integration. Maybe this was too subtle for you guys to pick up on what I think Rudy's brother, Frank, he's a real bag of queaves. Am I right? Holy Christ, it's, it's Harris from Major League as Coach Devine. He should have handed Rudy an empty highball and said, yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> I love that actor. Chelsea Who does? Ross. He's yep. great. Yeah. I Googled to see how this is possible because I was all set to blow this apart. But okay, Google proved me right. Players did have their names on the back of jerseys in college until the Notre Dame Lou Holtz outlawed that in the 80s because he wanted to, you know, no names. It's one team. But how is it you see when they're handing their jerseys in? Some with names, some with just numbers. Oh, Zero gosh. consistency. Again, as a sports guy, yeah. some of these sports films are like, ah, ah. When Rudy sacks the quarterback, I pause and go, that is the laziest chip block by a running back I have ever seen. He just pulled the Lamar Luttrell blocking technique. I guarantee the Penn State coach would have benched his ass for such a half-assed attempt. You mean in the game? Was it in the game? It was when Rudy made that, that sack. The last play. Of the at game. the end, he was he unmolested both yeah. times. He was unmolested yeah. on the way down the field on the kickoff, and then to get to the I, guy. I can I can right. buy the kickoff. I can buy the kickoff. I can't yeah. buy the running back going ah, yeah. as he as yeah. he tries to block him on a pass play. That's the end of a whole other movie about that guy on the other team. Yeah, <laughs> play in one play and fucked up. That's like Jean-Claude Van Damme in the film Double Impact, where they were separated at birth, the twins. Yeah. I was waiting for Vince Vaughn to yell, Rudy, after the sack, you're so money, you don't even know it. <laughs> Too easy. Rudy's brother it looks like Tobey Maguire without any lips. Yes. Something wasn't right with that fella. He looked like a puppet. Everyone, including me, loved this film when it came out. I liked it. It was a enjoyable. It was a feel-good film. The football scenes are pretty good, but this is nowhere and should be in no one's top 10 sports films. I was major league better. Rocky one, two, three 
better. Bad News Bears, better. Any Given Sunday, better. Field of Dreams, better. The Rookie, better. Little Big League, better. Hell, I even prefer Draft Day with Kevin Costner, which has the biggest smorgasbord of that doesn't happen in the, la- in the last five minutes of the story. <laughs> but there is such an inordinate amount of holy shit, that's nonsense. I declare shenanigans with all the falsities here. And I don't have this super sentimental attachment nostalgia with, with Rudy as some people do. Uh, people, people, look, are you ready for my line? It's fine. It's fine. Nice story. Sean Aston is good. I will never watch this again. Five and a half out of ten. Nice. We, we, yeah, I, think we're, right. yeah. I think we're all simpatico. Now let's go to the Lord Sterns predictions. I got I have you, Mike Price. Well, actually, he has you at a three. Me at a four and Ron at a five. And he says, I have a right. Yep. I have a feeling, folks, this will be meh to fuck this shit. He's I'll be shocked if anyone scores above a six with this. Yeah, it's 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 just people are gonna get pissy though when they hear this. But too bad, guys. Stop letting nostalgia guide you by life. Critics, five-star reviews. Watching a film like Rudy reminds us that sometimes the power of belief, or as Ted Lasso puts it, to believe and believe, is magic enough to set aside cynicism long enough to remind ourselves that dreams that uplift are laudable and should be supported. Unless, of course, you're quarterback for the New York Jets, then cut that shit out. That's the end of the season. The film is so effective because Rudy has never seen his mock heroic and he's never lifted toward unrealistic achievement. He simply does the very best he can. That's true. It's not like he went and he caught an 85 yard Hail Mary to win the game like a lot of sports films do. You talk about syrupy. You want a film like this? Absolutely cannot stand. Remember the Titans. You talk about syrup bullshit. Ugh, no thanks. The little girl, you need to run the counterplay more, daddy. Shut up. (laughs) Rudy is one of those beating the odds tales that no one does better than Hollywood, a film that hits all the right emotional buttons. It's an intelligent, sentimental drama that lifts an audience to its feet cheering. No way. (laughs) I put that in the same category as people when they say, I literally fell out of my seat in the theater laughing. No, that also did not happen. No. Peeing your pants a little bit, I'll let that slide. But crying until your eyes tear up, sure. Been there, done that. But no, that that no one's cheering. Perhaps the greatest sports movie in film history. No, no, it's not. No, oh, wow. It's not. One said that. Critics, one-star reviews. A likable, if rather bland, underdog tale with director David Anspa and screenwriter Angelo Pizzo, who both scored with 1986's Meteor Hoosiers. I find Hoosiers overrated. I'm sure people are going to want to stream Hoosiers is great. No, Hoosiers. Yeah. I haven't cool. seen it since I saw it the very first time, but I remember yeah. liking it a lot. Yeah. Hackman's great, but I thought the rest of the film is right. Dutifully yeah. checking off the boxes inherent in such Americana fare. Okay, we're getting blowhardy now. Dive in. So sentimental, it moves you to laughter rather than tears. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. A tedious and simplistic celebration of the virtues of determination, Rudy is a film that prostrates itself before the carefully cultivated and shrewdly marketing myths surrounding Notre Dame football. 
Yet again, someone else who sneers and turns her nose up at you in Barnes & Noble when you ask to see where the fiction section is. I don't like that person. <laughs> this one I laugh my ass off. Ready? This film is so uplifting, I felt like calling up Lou Holtz for brunch. <laughs> Amazon, that's good. Amazon five-star reviews. My wife cries every time we watch this movie. Why? Did she put money on Penn State that day? hey <laughs> My favorite line, Rudy was offsides. He <laughs> <laughs> was. Just like Kadarius Tony yesterday in the Chiefs game. This is probably my favorite, all-time favorite Amazon five-star reviews I just read. All right, next one. Great movie. It was heartfelt, inspiring, motivating, touching, and just an overall great film. Love the cast and storyline. I definitely recommend this one. Follow your dreams with humbleness, heart, and passion, regardless of any obstacles you face along the journey. Heart emoji. Except you, Zach Wilson. Cut that shit out and get your resume ready to run a country club restaurant. That's my advice. <laughs> Don't miss out or you'll be sorry. Rudy is played by Sean Astin, an aspiring young actor. Christ on a cross. He made Goonies seven years before eight years before this <laughs> he had toy soldiers out a couple years before that like father like son and Sino yeah. man by this rationale are they going to call ron barba a young upstart actor after the <laughs> libraries of gay porn he's made are they i wish yeah. someone would ruin me in hollywood He's done this for 20 years. Put him in the movie. He's done this for 20 years. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. I want the fucking Hollywood BL. Put him in. You know, you'll be like, you'll be like Pee Wee Herman. You'll get a walk on in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, paging Mr. Herman, you have a call at the front desk. I won't go on, too. Unlike Rudy, I won't go on set if that's how it ever happens for me. Wait till God's Will Part 2, then you'll have no choice. <laughs> Amazon one-star reviews. Insert from some filthy language and take the Lord's name in vain several times for no reason whatsoever. Okay, so the writer, director, whoever, proves, proves he's in control of, in quotes, of what goes on in the movie and his so-called creative rights, in quotes, are intact. Good for him. At the same time, he proves himself to have no conscience toward God nor any regard for those who do. I know this is a good yeah. movie. It's a shame someone felt the need to pepper it with obscenities and blasphemies, rendering rendering it entirely inappropriate for families. Sad and yeah. disappointing. Signed, Flavor Flav. I'm shocked. <laughs> How is it? This is PG. How is it that, man, these Bible thumpers are the worst. Had to turn I mean, it off. Sorry, say that wrong. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to cut I you off. I just don't even remember any profanity. Yeah, I don't remember anything being that bad. All, We're all, well, I know. They're really listening in. They hear one word and it's like they're the, the, the tuning fork and they have to go write a, write a, like a sternly worded email to Jeff Bezos as he reads it on his Amazon yacht. Sure. Next one. I had to turn it off and put it in the garbage. Language was terrible. As my friend from New Jersey would say, one of Rudy's friends has a real potty mouth in quotes. Hey, I'm from Jersey. Mike's from Jersey. No one uses the word potty mouth out here. Stop it. That story's horseshit. <laughs> Next one. A hobbit thinks he's above football law and is not really that good. Signed, Doug Flutie. 
All right, here come the Notre Dame haters. Seriously, Notre Dame is just another university. Oh, that's right. They have some strict academic standards. Okay, but it's hardly Ivy League. It's not Ivy League. Uh, oh, it's a place of great faith, is it? I thought it was university, not a monastery. But it had great football teams when college football was really college football. That's nice. Just saying I watched it requires an assumption that Notre Dame is some heaven on earth. Really small sub sub really small subset of people who are going to believe that. And if you don't, then you have to sit through a pretty cliched and not altogether exciting story. Yeah, it's sort of true. But a guy walking onto a college football team when he's an inferior athlete actually is true all over the place on many college football teams. All right. Last one. This is a propaganda film for a university that has not been relevant before the Cold War. <laughs> where where did this person yeah. graduate from? Ohio State, Michigan, or Passaic yeah. County Community College? Which were those three? Yeah. <laughs> Ron Barber did uh, my pal Mike Price got the sacred cow. Oh, the Mike Price is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. come on. All right. Well, Legend. As a fighter for the greatest show ever made. Are you kidding me? I didn't think he says <laughs> I it, but no, he's right on and he's funny. Yeah. You know, it's all right on. I agree with Ron. <laughs> yes, you agree with me how great you are, of course. Oh, my God. I oh, love God. Thoroughly well gutted. Well gutted. Uh, oh, thank you. Kevin Goatee. That's right. Kevin Goatee, Ron Barber, Mike Price. Love having you on again, guys. This is always a hoot nanny, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.